Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the greatest examples of God's sovereignty is how he takes things that happen in people's lives, usually tragedy, and turns it into something that is awesome and magnificent. Chuck Colson was an example of that. He was caught up in what we know as the Watergate issue and during President Nixon's term, and he was even ready and sent to prison. But before that happened, he saw his need for Christ and came to Christ, and out of that comes prison fellowship that is making a difference in people's lives all across the world. And when he makes a difference in a prisoner's life, it makes a difference in his family's life. And so God's master at taking tragedy and turning it into good. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper, and we're here today and sharing with you on Exploring Missions about a mission project that God is involved in. And again, Nathan... Uh, many of us have heard of Johnny Erickson Tata. What a great, great lady she is. God has used her to touch lives all across the world. Yeah, and one of I guess the thing that God used to give her that platform was a tragedy, was a tragic accident. Yeah, a diving accident on Chesapeake Bay. Her spine was so injured that she's paralyzed, and just a great book was written, and they did a film. And because of that, she saw the need, and it gave her a bigger platform to speak to the needs of people that are real, and those needs are real. Yeah, and that's what God does. God takes pain and turns it into a platform to share his word, the gospel, to uh, see his glory, and it helps people in, that are currently in pain Yeah, and going through need and difficulty. And so God's done that. Sometimes in small ways in each of our lives, but sometimes it's bigger ways, like in Johnny Erickson Tata's case. Yes. And the scripture that came to my mind was in the book of Mark. I love the gospel of Mark. Nathan, I figured this out while I'm doing the program exploring the word that I do in addition to this program, is whichever gospel I'm, I'm in at the time is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, you know, I'll be doing Matthew. This is awesome. I'll turn to Luke or John. But Mark, it's short and gets to the point. And he starts out in chapter one. Peter's mother-in-law is healed. I mean, immediately. And and she after she was healed, guess what she started doing? She started serving. That's pretty started, neat, isn't yep, it? Started cooking supper. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and then in Mark one thirty-two through thirty-four, many came to him who were many diseases. It doesn't give all the particulars. It just uses many came to him, and he would heal them. And even demon possession, those tormented by demons, he was able to cast them out and bring relief to their soul. Uh, A leper was healed in Mark chapter 1. And then in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, is one of my favorite stories, and we're going to come back to that and concentrate on that just a little bit, about the man 
that was a paralytic and his friends brought him to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then in Mark 3, a man with a withered hand, on, and they, all of them were watching. Well, he heal on the Sabbath. Well, the Sabbath didn't keep Jesus from healing that man. Mark 5, again, a woman with the issue of blood. While Jesus was on his way to help Jairus and Jairus' daughter, this woman comes and touched the hem of his garments, yep. and she was healed. So on his way to do one miracle, another miracle happens. That's that's kind of, I, I found that interesting anyway. And then he raised uh, Jairus' daughter is healed. That's just Mark chapters 1 through 5. It's just bam, bam, bam. But let's return to Mark 2, 1 through 12. Jesus was in a house there in Capernaum, and when Jesus is in the house, people came to him, and it was so crowded that the men who were carrying their friends couldn't get to him. That's, the crowd was coming out the doors, out into the street. Yeah. And, uh, maybe we've been in a crowd similar to that, going to an, a sporting event, and it's halftime, and you go out to a concession stand, <laughs> and you get a glimpse of the long lines in the crowd, and you're like, never mind, I'm not as thirsty as I thought I was. Been there, <clears throat> been there done yeah. that as well. And uh, But here, these friends, they wanted to get him to Jesus, and they said, how can we do it? And it must have been on the kind of a hillside. And anyway, they take him to the roof and they take part of the roof down and let him down. Now, the reason this got my attention is because Johnny and friends, part of their ministry is concerning wheelchairs and getting them to people who need help and uh, who are unable to get around. And they haven't uh, had surgery that they've been healed. They haven't had the opportunity to be healed. And so Johnny knew what it was to be in a wheelchair. So yeah. this became part of her heart. These four men, they really do make a difference. Jesus responded. In this case, he doesn't always mention faith, but here he mentions because of their faith. He uses the word. He It's the plural part of that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, first of all, Jesus even uh, we know, you know, we know God knows all hearts, but even Jesus here knew the hearts of not just the the man who was needing the healing, but his friends. He even knew the hearts of the Pharisees and those that were watching what was happening. He knew what they were thinking in their hearts, and so even the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts are laid open before God. And here, Jesus saw faith in the friends. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, and. The other part that I wanted to say is friends helping friends. Evangelism, what was it the man said? It's one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And ministries that help those that need help, I, I believe they touch the heart of God. And so the interview that we're going to do today on Exploring Missions has the idea of, of people helping people as they were moved by God. And in this testimony, Nathan, I think you'll hear how many people are involved in it. Sometimes it's just one-on-one, and that's awesome. But when you find a group using this skill and that skill and this availability, and it's, it's, I think that just intrigues. Uh, it intrigues me more, the way these four men let him down, yeah. Because all of us sometimes we need some help, don't we? We need help, and we're also needed to help. Imagine if one of those four friends oh, wasn't able to do it or decided not to do it. 
they still might have been able to get him to Jesus, but it would have been a very, very tough task. Yeah, that blanket had four corners, didn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times we're called to help carry the log, and we look and we see, oh, there's eight people on one end of the log, and there's only one person on the heavy end of the log. Which end of the log are we going to go carry? So sometimes we're even asked to lift a heavier burden than what we would even want to. But Jesus gives us strength even to do that. So, uh, yeah, we need help, and others need help all around us if we'll open our eyes and see it. So look for opportunities. Is This program, what we want to do is alert you, equip you, and help you be involved in the Great Commission. And some of the Great Commission is doing as well as sharing, you know, Have you ever heard the idea, I'd rather see a sermon as hear one any day? And so it is so important that you're involved in what God's doing. So we're we're praying that you will hear this testimony about what God is doing and what God has done, and you'll be blessed by it. But our, our deeper prayer is that you'll be involved and you'll become one of those people that are interceding, sharing with the finances, and being involved and getting on that mission for God. Amen. We're talking about wheelchairs specifically. I went to Nicaragua first time, and I realized I took wheelchairs for granted. Now, I've never needed one, and that's probably why I took them for granted. But the first time I saw a wheelchair in Nicaragua, it was the heaviest, bulkiest, most shabbiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was pieced together wood and metal and the poor gentleman in the wheelchair couldn't move it around by himself. He always had to have somebody helping him. Or you see people that didn't get medical care limping along on broken legs that have been broken and not really healed correctly. And So even this specific need of providing wheelchairs, maybe something you never thought about before, but God might want to use you to help people get around, move around, experience mobility and even experience the love of God in a practical way. On Exploring Missions, we want you to be aware that God can use you. You've been saved. You're a follower of Christ. That means you're on mission. And uh, find the area that is your passion. Find an area where you're equipped with abilities to get involved. And so we pray that you'll enjoy this interview concerning what God is doing in the area of helping people. Today, our guest on Exploring Missions is Jenny Rogers. Jenny, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And her son, Caleb. Caleb, it's good to have you with us. And uh, he is letting you know he's glad to be here, and we are glad to have you. Your husband, Rodney, couldn't be with us today. He's having to make a living. Yes. You know, that that just gets in the way sometimes of (laughs) what we want to do, but that's great. (laughs) Amen. Well, the reason we're here is to share in what God has given to you guys a opportunity that comes people's way to demonstrate the love of God in many, many ways. I'm always amazed at that, how God's love and power is demonstrated in our lives. And it's different for everybody else, isn't it, Jenny? Yes, sir. Everybody's got their own area, mm-hmm. and God gives it to us, and we're thankful for that. But one of the ministries that you are involved in is someone that I've admired for so many years, Johnny Erickson Tata and her ministry. Johnny and friends, and I, I'm not overstating it when I say to you, she is one of the heroes. 
I got to meet her for a moment down in Jackson, Mississippi. We were, she was speaking at one place and I was speaking at another and we happened to get into the elevator at the same time. And uh, so we made most of that two minutes, but anyway, (laughs) but it was great. And I praise God for that. And the minister that she's involved in, that you guys are involved in is Wheels for the World. Mm -hmm. Would you tell us a little bit about Wheels for the World? Yes, sir. And I'll kind of, I'll back up for a second just to tell you a little bit about my heart and then how that partners together. I have a uh, Caleb sitting next to me. He is eight, just turned eight years old last week. And he was himself speaking to his little cousin last week at his birthday. And he said, what happened to him was not an accident. And what he was speaking of is that shortly after he was born, he went about 20 minutes without oxygen. And so thereby... He has battled cerebral palsy, which is a condition that affects the muscles of the body. And he suffers with a great amount of pain and almost on a daily basis, amongst other things. And God is so good. And he um, he just we can just see his comfort and everything every day. But we living here in the United States, we are so abundantly blessed in the fact that Caleb is now on his third or fourth wheelchair at the age of eight. And I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this method of transportation to help my little boy. I would be carrying him, which is what most of the people a lot of uh, across in the other countries of the world that are not as privileged, they have to do that with their children. That's how they get them to church, how they get them to wherever they need to go. They carry them on their backs and things. But we have been blessed with this wheelchair Our insurance pays for it, and um, we're just blessed. And when I came across Johnny and Friends, you mentioned her in the beginning, and she is the, we like to get on YouTube and look at different testimonies, and especially when Caleb is having some really painful moments, we will actually type in Johnny Tata and watch some of her videos on (laughs) suffering. And just listen to her and listen to her testimony and listen to the way she deals with that. And we, of course, we have God's word that we go to. And so I had no idea until this last year, as I was searching for some other things on her um, johnnyandfriends.org website, that they actually did something called Wheels for the World. So the connection kind of came in there as I read about it. Wheels for the World is a ministry up under that falls under the heading of Johnny and Friends. And what they do is the beginning of it is they have chair corps volunteers across the United States. And right now there are 387 of them. Wow. And um, individuals. Individuals okay. who take, I mean, just at their own leisure time, they volunteer to follow a couple of steps that will ultimately result in wheelchairs being in these countries across the world where children and adults are being blessed because of that, and they're sitting in them, and they are given the Word of God, and right. they are given— In their in their language. In their language, yeah. and it's pretty much like there's God's love wrapped in a Bible in a wheelchair. Oh, so the gift of mobility to these children and adults. And so what, what happens is the Chair Corps volunteers, they just get the Word out. And they let people know, hey, there is a need. So all of the wheelchairs that you just have maybe in your storage somewhere or all these uh, medical equipment companies, kids outgrow them. Parents are saying, hey, what do I do with this? It's just going to sit in my closet. Well, just kind of helping to get that word out to say, don't throw them away. 
They we can be have a really good use for them. <laughs> yes, Amen. definitely. So we collect them. So we collect them, and then we we get a certain number. My little preacher's tired uh, hey, over preach here. It. I, I don't know about it. Let me stop for Go a second. Ahead. As a preacher, and I'm preaching, if if that baby who is crying is not right there on the first one or two rows, I love the sound. If you go to churches where there's no children making noise, I miss it. Amen. I, I, the only <laughs> ones that I had was mine making the noise. That, that was difficulty. But it's a beautiful sound, yes, Jenny. Sir. I love that sound. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. And so they're refurbished, aren't they? Those They are. So after we collect them, we, we get a certain number because the, we wait for a certain number because the restoration centers are not just right here. So we, when we get a certain amount, then um, they're transported. And that's a whole, that's step number two, yeah. collecting, then transporting. Then when they get to where they're going, they're restored. Okay. So they're refurbished. And then from there, they're sent and they're distributed to, I have a whole list of countries, but wow. at least 15 or so countries across yeah. the world. We're a team of therapists and people that ready to share the gospel and um, those mechanics ready to fix that chair. They're not just going to give put the child in a chair. They're going to make sure they're perfectly fitted for that chair. It's just so beautiful. With your you and Rodney, because of Caleb, you wanted to invest your life. Are many of the core volunteers, are they in similar or they just have a heart? Or Have you met many or do you know? I, from what I have spoken with the lady in California— that initially helped me to become a volunteer. Uh, I think it varies. She, the way she spoke was that there, there's such a great need for pediatric wheelchairs, and I don't think there's as many that directly have a child or someone that has a direct connection with a medical equipment company. So that's a, been a really big plus for us because we get a lot of pediatric chairs. Right. Okay. But I think more than anything, it's just the having the heart. Having the heart. Just having the heart for the least... For, that, for these children, for these adults. And one of her videos that really impacted me, we talk about children, but it was of a lady who had literally been in her house for 30 years. This no way to get out. When the team of Johnny and Friends came over there, you could see in this video, they all helped her to get out, got her set in a wheelchair, got her all situated. And when they took her outside, they said they talked about how amazed she was to see the light. And I just what I heard was the light, the light, the light, the light of the Lord. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's not just children. It's these adults that sit over there. They just don't have any way to get up. We are blessed. The confinement is yes. beyond our even ability to think un- unless we see it. Unless or know we it. see. Yes, exactly. Well, in this process with you guys collecting and then the transportation, are they volunteers to transport or is or sometimes they volunteer to transport them? Or, or I know the, the restoration stations, as I read it, some of them are in prison-based restoration places. That is exactly what they are. So I think that is beautiful it in is itself. It is beautiful. I love yes, it. Yes, sir. Well, the, the confi- those that are confined mm-hmm. are helping Free those who are confined in a, yes. in, a in a way of, of difficulty with their body. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So it gives them a sense of purpose yes. to know what yes. they're doing. And they get to, there's a little stamp. It almost looks like a mini car tag 
that goes up under the wheelchairs when they're as they're done being restored, and it's John three sixteen. So it's just you know they're 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 ministering. They're, they're being ministered to as they're restoring these chairs. It's a from the beginning to the end. It's a beautiful process. And for those that are listening, there's a way that they can contact you. You decided to contact them, and you can go to johnnyandfriends.org. Correct. Johnny and Friends. That's all lowercase. And Johnny is J-O-N-I. Yes. Uh, yeah, Johnny. I remember that from long ago. J-O-N-I and friends.org. They can help you. If you're ready to volunteer or to go through the process, is the training very difficult or just um, tedious or no sir they actually for me to be the chair corps volunteer in this area i'm the only one in this north mississippi region the closest from here would be there's one in jackson mississippi and jackson tennessee so yeah. that's how few there are and how spread out they are so but more than anything they're definitely they could use more chair corps volunteers or they can um they can contact me and uh just help me to get the word out to the community. We have Spears Towing Company on Veterans Boulevard. That's has here done. in Cupelo, Mississippi. Yes, for those that are all over the United States. Yes, here, thank right you. Here here, and they they help? Yes, sir. They have volunteered to donate. Uh, it's not quite a 50-foot, but it's a big trailer. Yeah. And we, about two months ago, we pretty much filled that trailer up. With wheelchairs. With wheelchairs. And so we had another place in Tupelo a gentleman who volunteered his trucking company gave us a 50-foot trailer to go park next to this one. And then we had a crew of men from a local recovering program in Tupelo. All, all of these are volunteers. All of them are volunteers. And they helped to unload all these wheelchairs and load them onto the one that could actually transport. And then they transported it up to Clifton, Tennessee, which is the closest restoration center to Tupelo. Wow. So there's just so much need, but we need help getting the word out that, hey, don't throw your chairs away because they can call me. And then, of course, we need help picking those chairs up and getting them from wherever until we can get enough to there again transport another load. When they say <laughs> they can call you, you really mean that? I really mean that. Can I give yes, that number? Yes, you can give them my number. That number is 662-255-6837. Let me repeat that. I've been taught to repeat that and say it slowly. <laughs> 662-255-6837 and ask for Jenny and she will help you or you can go to johnnyandfriends.org and they can help you. But we're looking for volunteers. So when we say someone out there who has a trucking company, mm-hmm. what an opportunity it is to do something to be taking those wheelchairs to those locations where they'll be restored. Absolutely. Uh, so he, the restoration, all the restoration done at prisons? Or is it, are the others? To the best of my knowledge, there are, and there's currently 15 prison based restoration centers. Well, that's all I could see in my information States. that I looked at. Yes, sir. It's so a prison base. They they go in and they, they it's it looks, if you look on their website and it kind of gives you some more videos. And then we have some DVDs we've watched. But it is really amazing because it's almost like they've created a shop, a facility within the prison facility just for this process to take place. And that has to be this is double blessing because of the blessing of getting the wheelchairs. But those men working on those wheelchairs Mm -hmm. to restore them and refurbish them and make them also the materials. Sometimes people have volunteered and 
given material yes. so that they would have the material to restore those. Yes, sir. I noticed that was as much of it is volunteerism. It is. Yes, sir. It's just Very, a volunteer. So a lot, not a lot of overhead sounds like. No, sir. So and, pe- people are looking for ministry. Say, oh, I don't like it because they got all this overhead. No. Sounds like Johnny and Friends and with Wheels for the Worlds. Very little overhead. Yes, sir. Yeah, they just they just need a lot of people with a heart just to serve. I I forget sometimes that we're talking to beyond the Tupelo area. Yeah. So when you mentioned JohnnyandFriends.org. For those of you listening that might be in other states, if you go to there um, and you can actually see at the very top a pull down where Wheels for the World. And if you've got a wheelchair to donate and you're not in this region to call me, you can go on to her website and it'll have a map of the United States. And just look for your state and you can click on this little wherever your state is. And it's going to give you who is the closest person to call from where you may be calling from. And today, those of you that may have tuned in late, we're talking to Jenny Rogers. And Jenny is a volunteer for uh, Johnny and Friends Wheels for the World, where they collect wheelchairs and and they collect them and then they transport them to these transformation centers. Mm-hmm. I love yes. that word. That, yeah. We're praying they get they're getting transformed, transformed. Uh, yes, as sir. they're transforming those wheels. Mm-hmm. And it's in prison sites all over the United States. Yes. Sir. And and so we want you to know that you can be a part by donating the wheelchair. Yes. And a lot of times what do we do with this wheelchair? Nobody wants to throw it away. And you know what do you do? There's a real purpose for it. There now. really is. And also I've had a lot of people to call me, and this gentleman, he had held on to his son. His son had passed away, and a lot of these may come as the result of someone, whether it be a spouse or a child that is no longer here. And so this gentleman called me. He said, I've held on to these chairs for, I don't even know, it was six to eight years. Never knew what I should do with them. I almost took them to this place, decided not to. He said, I feel like this is the place. I feel like it would then make a difference to another person. So it's just like that wheelchair not only has blessed your loved one during the time they were here, but then it can be a blessing to someone that is here now. What an opportunity this is. And it's international outreach. And I was reading a few places, probably many more countries, but the countries that are international, India, Haiti, Ghana, Thailand, El Salvador. And in with this, as you said already, they receive a Bible in their native language and the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Yes. So you're meeting needs both physically, and those needs physically are as desperate as the spiritual needs. Yes. That's amazing. And you can be a part of it. You can volunteer. And again, it's kind of like a point person for an area, isn't it? Yes, sir. That's that's, what a chair corps volunteer. We're just kind of that point that just kind of helps. And you can, you know, People may just only collect two or three chairs for the whole year, and that's better than zero chairs. But I'm just that person just to um, say, hey, I'll get you in the right place. And we just had some, I think, FCA members from our surrounding area that has said, hey, these teenage boys, these high school boys need something to do. So the last call that I got saying I've got some chairs to be picked up, I said, okay, instead of me running to get them, let me use some of these people who want to help. So we called them, and these high school boys went, loaded up in their pickup, and they picked up two wheelchairs and bought them to me. So, um, you know, some way, if you've just got a pickup, a means to go, uh, you, can help. you see if you're somewhere and you just see some chairs laying around and you don't know what to do with them, you know, just let us know. There's a use for them. Johnny and friends, 
Wheels for the World. They're making a difference. Jeannie, Caleb, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. And we pray that God would use you at home and around the world. 